Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. But this morning, I want to announce to you that the whole of today is the day for good things. Tell somebody, tell somebody today, tell somebody, the devil cannot smuggle anything into your life today. Come on, say, the devil cannot smuggle anything into your life today. You know these kind of times in your life when you are there and something is coming and you are wondering whether the thing is from God or it's from the devil. And you have to pray, Lord, is this thing coming from you or is it a trick of the devil? Today is a day of, um, today is um, Christmas Day. And you know, as for Christmas Day, when you get rice, you don't ask where it is coming from. You just eat it. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Christmas Day, when they are sharing the rice and they bring it, you, you don't really care where it is coming from. You just eat your rice. I want to declare to somebody prophetically that anything that is coming to you today will be good. Anything that is coming to you today will be coming from God, not the devil. Today, the devil is bound and demons are bound and evil people are bound from bringing you any transaction. Any transaction that is coming is good. Any person you are meeting is good. Today, bad people are taken away from the traffic of your life. Anything you are hearing will be good news. Any people you are meeting will be good people. I declare today the day of good things. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, somebody clap your hands and praise him. Anything. And, 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 and I need you to get ready. Your phone will be bringing you alerts that are good. Text messages are going to be good phone calls are going to be good every conversation you are going to have today is going to be good the devil cannot smuggle anything evil into your life now that brings me to my topic for this morning can the devil inspire speaking in other tongues you know i started up yesterday i one of the days i was hinting you that one of the questions people ask when it comes to speaking in other tongues is can the devil give me tongues because they hear that even witches speak in tongues. And they hear that wizards speak in tongues. So the question they ask is, can the devil smuggle tongues into my speaking of tongues? That, that the enemy can make me speak in tongues. And people will tell you that the spirit speaks expressly that in the latter days, some shall pay heed to seducing spirits. So they tell you, what about if the devil inspires me to speak in tongues? And they are worried because Jesus said that um, any blasphemy that people blaspheme, it shall be forgiven them. But the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost will not be forgiven. And people are wondering, um, what about if I go and do this and the thing is not from God and the thing is from the devil? What about if I do this and the thing is coming from Satan? And that is why I'm saying that as for today, I know sometimes the devil can mingle things. The devil can really mix up things. But I want you to understand that for today. And I also want you to understand that for the rest of your life. Anything God brings to you, the devil cannot mingle it. 
anybody that God brings into your life, Satan cannot give you a counterfeit. I pray from today, you cannot get the counterfeit. You will only get the original. You cannot get something that is fake. You can only get something that is genuine. Come on, lift up your hand and say, I am genuine. And say, my gift is genuine. My family is genuine. My friends are genuine. My ministry is genuine. Say, I am not fake. And nothing around me is fake. My gift of speaking in tongues is not fake. And it's not from the devil, but it is from God. And somebody clap your hands and praise God. Now, so, if I'm believing God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if I'm believing God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or if I'm speaking in tongues, why should I even start thinking that the tongues can come from the devil? And you know, sometimes people say these negative things again and again and again and again until you are carrying something and you think the thing is even negative. But I want you to have some faith in God. You know, God promises to bless us and he doesn't promise to give us evil things. So Jesus, speaking about the Holy Ghost, in Luke chapter 11, the verse number 11 to 13, Jesus says something. He said that if the son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? And if he shall ask him fish, will he for fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask him for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit unto them that ask him? None of us here give bad gifts to our children. Your child doesn't ask you for bread and you give the child stone. Your child doesn't ask you for fish and you give the child a snake. Your child doesn't ask you for an egg and you give the child a scorpion. So Jesus is saying, if you that are evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So why are you walking there and you are believing God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and suddenly you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you start speaking in tongues and something is telling you, some demon, some spirit or the world is telling you that the, the tongues you are speaking is fake. And they tell you all these people are fake. The thing is fake. And then sometimes they say the thing is from the devil. It's demons. That miracle is not from God. That anointing is not from God. Sometimes you hear all kinds of things. That pastor is not from God. That man of God is not from God. That woman, of, that woman is not the woman of God. And I keep asking, how do they know? Do, do they have a kind of laboratory where they test for men of God or women of God or something? These are human beings that can't even test for malaria parasite. They themselves have malaria. They don't know whether it's malaria or it's typhoid. But they can tell, this is a man of God, this is a fake one, this is, this is a church, and this one is fake, this, this is an anointing, and this is fake tongues, and this is that. 
But I came to tell you something else can be fake. But the one you are carrying is genuine. You are not fake. Your gift is not fake. The tongues you are speaking are not fake. You know what, people? You may not be a perfect person. But that doesn't make you fake. The fact that a car is faulty doesn't mean it is not a car, but it is an elephant. Have you ever seen a car that broke down and they said no? Because the car broke down, it has turned to elephant. So you know what? You are not a perfect person. You make mistakes. There are problems with you. you. There are areas in your life you are working on, but still, that doesn't make you fake. That doesn't make you fake. You watch the people that are in the Bible. Even Paul, in spite of his anointing, could make a wrong judgment concerning John Mark. And there was a rift between he and Barnabas over that. Later on, Paul realized that he said, bring me John Mark because he's profitable for the ministry. Lift up your hand and shout, I am not fake. Come on, shout it, I am not fake. And say, my gift is not fake. Say, my salvation is not fake. My anointing is not fake. My church is not fake. My pastor is not fake. My wife is not fake. My husband is not fake. Sometimes you, sometimes you get up in the night and look at your husband and you're like, hey, am I sure I didn't marry a wizard? You didn't marry a wizard. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and it comes from the father of light in whom is no variableness nor shadow of turning. So if you know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy ghost to them that love him and you know what people the negativity is so much in the system people are so negative in the way they see things the way they believe that if you are not careful you, you are just walking about and everything in your mind is negative negative beware of false prophets beware of false teachers so anybody you see at all, you're like, hey, this thing may be false. Eh? I've heard people say that they wish they were born in the days of Jesus or in the days of Moses or in the days of Elijah. Because, you know, those days the men of God were men of God and they were pure. But today the whole thing is mixed up and they don't know which is which. Listen, I thank God I'm rather alive today. Because I can tell you, if I was in the days of Moses, there's no way I'll follow him. No. I'm just in Egypt. A man appears with his wife, two sons, and a donkey. And he's carrying a strange rod. And he says, God gave me this rod. What is the name of the God you said is telling us to go with you? He said his name is I am. Crouchy, are you serious? How can I am be somebody's name? Can you, for God's sake, tell me the name of this God? He said, I am. 4.5 million people got up and they were following this Confucianist. Who has come and is doing some miracles. And the first miracle was a strange one. He put his rod down 
and it turned into a snake. And the magicians did the same. Now, if I worked a miracle and a magician did the same thing, doesn't it suggest I myself may be a magician? Then he turned water into blood and the magicians did the same. The magicians were trying to say, don't believe this man, he's fake. He's turning a rod into serpent. He's turning water into blood. And we are doing the same. So we and this your so-called deliverer or savior, we are the same. Of course, other miracles followed, not less than eight. Finally, these people are following Moses by the droves and they are getting out of um, the land of Egypt and they are going into a promised land. They are trapped in front of the Red Sea. This man lifts up a rod and a sea opens. A sea opens. The dry is ground. The, the ground is dry. And he says, let's walk through it. And I'm seeing a wall of water here. Wall of water here. I can tell you I won't join this church. What about if this water comes down? Listen, it is very easy for you to plant yourself in the pages of the Bible instead of the reality of today. Because you see, planting yourself in the pages of the Bible is a lazy man's job. Anybody can do it. But the reality, the anointing, what God is doing today and calls you to walk in, if you are not careful, you will walk in doubt throughout your life. You are in the wilderness with this man. You get to some water and the water is bitter. And the guy cuts a piece of stick, throws it into the water, and suddenly the bitterness disappears. Hey! This man must be armed away. This is a magician. This cannot be a pastor. This man can disappear into the, into the mountain. By the time he's coming down, he's holding tables of stone. Handwriting is on them. He says it's God who wrote them. And, and he broke them. And God dictated again. And he wrote. He comes out with all these commandments and Levitical laws and kill that animal here and make that sacrifice here and there and so on and so forth. I don't know, but I prefer today to the days of Moses. Some people got up against him. He spoke some words. God appeared. There was a judgment. The ground opened. 250 people sank into the pit and disappeared in the Galamzi. Galamzi pit, they are gone. I know, religiously and hypocritically, some of you think you could have belonged to Moses' church. But I'm telling you, Moses' church Almost all of them perished in the wilderness. They, they couldn't enter the promised land. And I can tell you, on the assurance of 99% probability, you would have died in the wilderness. You couldn't have entered. The Bible called them a stiff-necked people. And if today, with the Holy Ghost, you are still stiff-necked, with the word of God, you are still stiff-necked, with all that you've seen, you are still the way you are, then if you were in the days of Moses, your case would be worse. The people are sick. They are running diarrhea. The man of God, he takes brass, earrings, things. He makes a snake, not a rabbit, not a pigeon, not a dove. When the Holy Ghost came upon Jesus in, uh, uh, during his baptism, it was the symbol of a dove that appeared. 
Very easy to accommodate. But in the case of Moses, made a, a, an image that looked like a snake, hung it on a pole, and said, anybody who looks at this thing is going to be healed. People looked at it and they were healed. If I was there, I'll have a problem. You see, even Moses' brother and sister couldn't handle his anointing. Aaron of all people couldn't. Miriam could not. Listen to me. It is not easy to handle a man or a woman of God. It's not easy. You won't understand them. The way they think is not the way you think. The way they act is not the way you act. The way they look at this pillar will be very different from the way you look at the pillar. You say the carpet is red, they'll say it's green. And you yourself, when the Holy Ghost starts moving in your life, your brain, your mind will be conflicted with what God is doing. You look at some things sometimes and you wonder, is this thing coming from God or is it coming from somewhere else? Somewhere else. They operate by a certain ingredient called faith. Everybody say faith. Come on, shout it, faith. Come on, say it, faith. So, in believing now, so I'll just tell you about Moses that I don't think many of you could have joined Moses' church. As for Jesus Christ's church, forget it. The way I look at your face, you couldn't have been one. Okay, let's begin. Who is the man's father? God. How did God impregnate Mary? We don't know. So the father did not sleep with the mother to produce him. No. The Holy Ghost overshadowed a woman and she became pregnant and gave birth to not an angel but a human being. Wallahi bono adekai. This one, 419, Sakawa. Mary, you must speak the truth. If it was in our day, we would take Mary to a shrine to swear. Swear. So that is the first problem you have. That the man is growing up. He says he's God. 30 years, he's quiet. After 30 years, miracles. When he went to the river Jordan, we are sure this man passed away. Otherwise, for 30 years, where was he? And the man is doing strange miracles. I've seen them accuse men of God that they are practicing occultism. Then I said, then if you were in the life of Jesus, you would have said the man is an occultist. Or a cultist. A blind man, he takes clay from, he spits on the ground. Mixes clay, rub the eyes, and says, Go watch in the pool of Siloam. And the man watched, and the eyes are open. People accept it. I can tell you some of the miracles of Jesus. If you do them today, people say you are a magician. Example turning water into wine. The man turned water into bubra. This cannot be a preacher. Somebody said it was not bubra, it was wine. You are, you are thinking wine is nice because it comes from Jerusalem. But Bubra is African wine. I don't drink alcohol. 
I don't subscribe to Christians drinking alcohol. Listen, for me, if I see a bottle and you even write on it non-alcoholic wine, I won't taste it. So our communion, we don't use wine. We use fruit. We, we, we use the juice of the fruit. Because I don't do wine. No. I go to parties and they tell me, when I go to a, maybe a birthday something or a wedding something and they bring some wine and they say, oh, this is non, non-alcoholic. It's, um, non-alcoholic. How do I know? The label. Mba. That kind can hit your tongue and it's after it had entered your mouth, you say, hey, hey. non-alcoholic. Now, so I don't do wine. But here is Jesus. The man turned water into wine. And I know some Christians normally say that wine was not intoxicated. How do you know? Were you there? The MC himself said, this wine is better than the original one. Better, I don't think only in the taste. But when he tasted it, the thing went, mm. But that is not to say go and drink wine. That was Jesus. The Jews had a culture concerning wine, even up till today. But that is not our culture. That is not who you are as a believer. As a New Testament believer, the Bible said, be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. And the word excess is asotia. It means debauchery, reckless living. So don't drink wine because there is debauchery or there's reckless living in drinking wine, but rather be full of the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. So what the Bible is simply saying is that if you are a believer, don't drink wine. Just make sure that you are drunk with the Holy Ghost. But Jesus went to a party, changed water to wine. One day entered the temple, took a cane, started caning people. Can you imagine if you are a pastor, you cane people one day? <laughs> you carry something that is stronger than you think. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you will know the potency of what you carry. So you see people sitting there and they are telling you, oh, if I was alive in the days of Jesus, then I would have done this. If I was alive in the days of Jesus, then I would have gone to church. You wouldn't have gone to church. I would go to church when the man is standing there and saying, except you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you don't have life in you. I eat the obem. I eat the obem. I eat the obem. Drink his blood. Eat this flesh. I'm out of this church. And many people really left the church. And Jesus asked his disciples, will you also go away? Thank God for the days you are in. Because the days you are in are the easiest days to walk in. Can you belong to Paul's church? When handkerchiefs and aprons are taken from the body of the man of God and put on the sick and the people are healed. And the same man now says, there is a thorn in my flesh. And it is a messenger of Satan. And I have besought the Lord three times. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. But the Lord did not take it out. If you were there, you would be shouting, physician, heal yourself. How can this man say he's anointed? But there is something in his body. And I've seen, I've seen it today. Oh, they won't go to church. 
they will not do the things of ministry. When you are going to church, they mock you. They say all these things you are following are fake. But you know what? James is talking about faith. This is where faith comes in. That everything you receive from God is genuine. It is the right thing. You are not perfect. No, maybe you even fell last week. But it doesn't mean you are fake. Oh, that's a fake believer. Those are fake Christians. Then somebody say, oh, all these Christians are fake. Look at the way they did this. And they did that. And they did that. Listen, we are not genuine because of what we do. We are genuine because of what he did on the cross. We are genuine because of what he did. Somebody paid the price. Somebody gave his life. Somebody shed his blood. Somebody died and was buried and rose from the dead. And he's alive forevermore. And we are purchased by his blood. And we are saved. Not because of our own works. But we are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout an Amen. Now watch this. Something is written on Pastor David Shep. You know, when I looked at you today, the first thing I saw was not your face, Gucci. 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 As soon as I saw you, Gucci. I know if I ask for pronunciation of this word in this room, I will hear things. Gucci. And those of you like a gushi, you think they wanted to write a gushi and they made a mistake. Gushi. But they call it Gucci. It's a designer. When I looked at him, the first thing I saw was Gucci. When the de- so he's clothed with a Gucci t-shirt. Before I look at his face, I'm seeing Gucci. I didn't look at his feet. I didn't look at his jeans. Gucci. When the devil sees you, he doesn't see your face. Christ in you. The hope of glory. Your designer wear is Christ. So Paul said, put on Christ. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. Put on Christ. So you know what? We are not perfect people, but we are wearing perfection. And our perfection is the perfection of Jesus Christ. And I pray in the name of Jesus, may you walk by faith and not by sight. But ladies and gentlemen, you must come to the place where you are like that woman that was caught in the act of adultery. And they said this woman was caught in the very act. And the Bible said Jesus wrote something on the ground. And he got up and said, woman, where are your accusers? And they said they have all run away. And he said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. The church must come to the place where we take the fact that, you know what? We are not perfect. But there is therefore now no condemnation determination in them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the spirit you know what I'm a believer I will defend my own any day any time any hour the same mercy I show to a Muslim the same mercy I show to a pagan the same mercy I show to a Buddhist, the same mercy I show to a Shintoist and a Hindu is the same mercy I will show to the Christian, I will not take 
a different set of judgment and put a hard judgment on my fellow Christian and when it comes to an unbeliever I throw that judgment away listen to me but you may say well to whom much is given much is much is much is expected I agree but does that warrant the kind of judgment you judge the brother in the church you judge the sister in the church that sister is fake then they ask you why I say why are gossiping so because of that gossip the person is fake or the person fell into sin and you mean that sin cannot be forgiven and God cannot forgive it we are sitting with all these judgmental things and God has blessed us with good people God has blessed us with anointed people God has blessed us with anointed church members and he has blessed us with pastors and teachers church members and we are sitting down we are rejecting all these good things that God has given us and we have become opposition to ourselves so that it is now brother against brother sister against sister pastor against pastor church against church anytime you see a church is in court they are likely to be in court with another church we are so harsh on one another that church is from the devil and that man of God is from the devil and those tongues are fake and that prophecy is not from God and that one is from the devil and this one is from that and that one is from that I'm just believing God that God will help you this morning and bring you to the place where you understand that and every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and it comes from the father of light in whom there is no variableness no shadow of turning and anybody that can clap your hands you are receiving that blessing of god you are receiving that gift from god come on clap your hands and scream like i'm talking to you this morning in the name of jesus i believe you've been blessed by this message for further information please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com god bless you richly